0: What's up fool? This is the Sore Losers Podcast. I'm Justin Cobley, here with my friend Austin Mazur, and we're a couple of bike guys on different continents. So what's up Austin? What's going on? (laughs) Not too much. I
1: like today's intro.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna maybe try to stick with that one. We'll see. Right.
1: (laughs) It's a solid one.
0: yeah I think anything's better than what's up, guys? yeah, whether it's ironic or not, yeah, I just feel it just
1: as ironic as you can be with it. it still has that it just doesn't that sit connotation
0: right. yeah yeah, oh uh, yeah, so before we get started, I just wanted to uh say that this episode may or may not have intro music, which if it does, that'd be awesome uh. It's a song that I've borrowed from my friend Matt Dardano and his band Rose Parade. Uh, He showed me a bunch of music and it's like really awesome, like sort of indie rock style music, which is kind of my thing. So I'll definitely be mentioning when they like put out some music. So thanks a lot to him and also his uh, band members for hooking us up. Yep.
1: Well I guess if I guess if the intro song was there, they probably would have heard it by now, no. What do
0: you what are you trying to say? <laughs>
1: I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying you saying this episode may or may not have an intro song. They would have heard it already, because we're past the intro.
0: Yeah, we're past the intro, but I don't know if the song is gonna be in that. <laughs> because uh Gianni Gambuza, our old homie and now right. very, very dialed guitarist. He's, yeah. uh, we're waiting on him to, like, to mix and master the, oh, okay. the intro song, because Matt yeah. wants to, like, give us good audio, even though the recording audio is, is sketchy at best. Uh-huh. So we might, I might not have the final file to put in this episode, but we'll see. We'll see. That's good. That's nice. So you've been biking lately, my friend?
1: Yeah, a bit. I mean, last week, not much because I was studying to get my license here. So I had to do like the fucking like the theory exam. So was basically just going doing practice tests online and basically just memorizing all of the exams like I did like close to like 300 exams, just like memorizing all of them. And Thursday, I had my exam and passed.
0: Damn, congrats. Thank that you. sounds like uh, a headache.
1: I mean, it's a headache because I've had a license for like eight years now. So now, because like a US driver's license, you can't kind of do any conversions or. Tri- like you know changes to a spanish one it forces me to just do a driver's license from zero as if i'd never driven
0: so yeah that's, it's what, insane. that's what's annoying it sort of makes sense so for anybody who doesn't know austin got his license in new york like probably what like when you're like 17 or 18
1: yeah i mean like, like i i had my full driver's license when i was 17
0: yeah so then when you move to Spain now you have to just start completely from scratch like yeah. basically a a New York driver's license is like considered it was written in crayon by like Spain yeah, yeah. like it's it's garbage which is totally true
1: So yeah I had to go to like the DMV type you know equivalent here it's called DGT and when did the test, found out, you know, later in the day that I passed, thankfully. But now it's a shit because now, like, here they have mandatory practice. I can't just, like, pass that test and then go sign up for the exam and take the exam, like the driving exam. You know? Yeah, so that's ha- crazy. So I have to – because you have to do everything through a driving school. So – You know, I have to pay all the fucking school fees and all that bullshit. So now I have to go there after passing this to sign up for practice, driving practice, which is like required. And basically there's like such a long wait that it's going to take three weeks to get any practice classes in and then... I mean, the woman I talk to, I get with the first practice because I know how to drive. I can automatically with the teacher, like, okay, I want to do my test already. Like, let's sign me up to do the exam. But even then, it's like three weeks till my first practice, at least. I ask for, I tell them I want to do the exam after he sees me drive and realizes that I know what I'm doing. And then from
0: there, it's like a month and a half until an exam. It sounds like a whole annoying process, but it, it kind of makes sense that it's done that way because that really is like proving that you're like a responsible driver. I get and it. That,
1: I get. Yeah, it's it more so. Sense. It's more so just the waiting. It's annoying because I'm this whole process. I'm just trying to expert, Like trying to do this shit as fast as possible, just because you know here's a lot like Long Island where a car is a necessity. You know, just. Whether it be drive to spots, different areas, most of the good skate parks are outside of the city just to, you know, drive around the island and stuff. Like there's not a, there's not mass transportation here like there is in BCN where you just hop on the metro and go wherever you need to. I mean, there's buses yeah. but with the bike and uh, just a fucking shit show, you know.
0: Yeah, without a car, you're sort of stranded. Depending up on other people. Yeah, like being back in uh, high school without a car again.
1: Yeah.
0: Lots of fun there.
1: Like when you would come, I remember like leaving school school early, and like, all right, yeah, Justin, you're outside, right? And then like I would leave like a couple periods earlier, and then you had your Maxima and you were just like, wait, waiting outside the school like alright let's go and then I just hopped in I think you probably already had my bike I think I gave it to you the day before and then you had the, my bike in your car so you just picked me up and then we went probably to ride Mastic or something
0: yeah sounds about right so yeah you've got all that road test business out of the way what have you been uh, riding lately?
1: Uh, yesterday Drove like we went like um, like an hour or so outside the city, just to another town to try and film some stuff. And a buddy of mine got a clip. I was gonna try something, but it was like Friday in a park, bunch of kids everywhere. You know, the classic like they see you riding on a spot, they don't understand what you're doing, so they're like on top of it. And like after he got it, I was like, I'm not even going to bother. Like, I'm going to get ag- get aggravated because they're all over and they're not listening. They don't get it. So we just went. I think I sent you a picture a couple of weeks ago, you and Craig, of a, like a long, low flat rail that kind of like had a, it was like on a slope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that.
1: We went there after. Just trying to ice pick it for a while it was annoying i didn't get it
0: yeah actually like filming clips is hard enough without like dealing with little kids and pedestrian traffic yeah. so i don't blame you for uh, it was like for saying that one
1: because he like he was already filming stuff like he was trying to clip and then like i just saw how they were like i was just kind of fucking around riding and like i just knew if i like the clip i wanted to try like if i started getting into the the mode of like filming and just like running it back back and forth just like nonstop going and they would be there i would just get so aggravated and i would just rather go another day early when there's no kids or something
0: yeah i think i think a good skill with like you learn about filming is when to uh to pick your battles and not yeah. not force yourself to film when it's not the right time
1: yeah Yeah, so just that yesterday, this morning, I was out with some friends for a bit, uh, just riding that, you know, that spot that I've been riding a bunch lately. It's like the, the local training facility, that like kind of stage two stack ledge thing.
0: Yeah, I'm consistently amazed by like how many <laughs> tricks you can come up with on a couple of ledges with no endings. <laughs> like those are the worst thing. I can't do anything without an ending. Like no. But that's spin. why it's fun, other- because
1: like I'm the same. Like I Like I used to see a ledge with no ending and I'd be like, Why are we here? Is this is stupid. But like being as that it's a pr- like it's a low key spot here. You know, like there's not people all over the place. There's a lot of, you could ride flat ground. Like there's just like, you know, options there. And it's just like forcing you to like get comfortable and just learn how to ride a ledge with no ending, if that makes sense. But it's, it's yeah. fun. It's, chall- it's, I guess, challenging just to think of like what to do. But yeah, I was there like I think I got there like eleven thirty. I probably rode straight till like two thirty.
0: Just Yeah, so you were you were cooked after. That's a that's a full session.
1: Yeah. Doing that shit that I sent you, like the feeble toothpicks, some other random shit. Yeah, I
0: see you uh you got inspired by me and learning some uh, some new ones and then totally showed me up by like you know, a better <laughs> version of the trick you bastard
1: well because like that's like what i was saying is like i'm at a ledge with no ending like what could i do that's like different that i could like learn and then i was like oh like justin was doing that feeble toothpick it was pretty cool like what could i do with it here and then i was like just thinking like man imagine like to tooth up and that was kind of like a battle in itself just because like, the, I mean, you've done the feeble toothpick, like your body wants to go off of the ledge, you know, like your weight yeah, is like somewhat centered over it, but like more off of the ledge. And obviously a tooth hop up is the complete opposite. All of your weight is on top of the ledge. So to, it was, I mean, like the one I sent you was like feeble tooth, get up for a second and then have to like do a little bunny hop off just because I couldn't get my weight over.
0: Yeah. But with that one, a make is a make like the way you did it counts in my book.
1: Yeah. Plus, I mean, depending on like on the spot, you know, like maybe a ledge a bit more square. It's easier to like get a good toothpick, even a rail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. rail would be cool. But yeah, that's been it. What about you? So I haven't ridden a ton this week. Um, let's see. I rode Thursday. I had the day off, so I went and did a morning session with uh, the Quadros brothers, uh, Frank and Anthony. Yeah, and uh, we went and rode Northport Skate Park, which is sort of like a uh, forbidden fruit of Long Island for uh, BMX riders. Yeah, it's a skate-only park, but if you go right. early in the morning, uh, they're not open yet, and security has been very lax lately, knock on wood. So that's been the move if you have a couple hours in the morning.
1: Yeah, the last time we went there, I mean, were you there? No, I don't think you were there.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: It was me, Craig, gang, and... uh Tracy, gang's homie. And, and that was my first time there, and it was just so fun just to pretend like I knew what I was doing inside the bowl and just carving around and trying to feel it out and stuff. Because, I mean, skate parks like that, like with actual like concrete bowls are around here that or around in Long Island, they're non-existent basically.
0: I believe the term is rare, like Mr. Clean with hair. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the park is pretty awesome because it like part of it, it has like the nibbly skate plaza rails and like ledges and stuff. But then the other half of the park, there's two different bowls. There's like, you know, kind of like a medium sized eight ten foot bowl that has like, I guess it's It's more like a technical.
1: Wait, which one are you talking about? The smaller one or the bigger one?
0: The, the smaller one, I guess it's oh. it's not a kidney bowl, it's like a C-shaped kind of bowl, like it...
1: Yeah, I would say like a C-shape.
0: This is where we're proving that we're definitely not transition yeah. riders <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, what the but, fuck is a C-shaped bowl? <laughs> so there's like the chill bowl that has like a bunch of hips and like reasonably sized pockets that don't make you shit your pants. Yeah. And then the other side of the park, there's the bigger bowl, which I, I think I this even... one is a kidney bowl. And I think it's a yeah. 10 or 12 footer. It's it's a it's a big boy.
1: I would probably say the deep end is 12. I, th-
0: I think so. I dropped in on it last time, like not Fuck thinking. It, and then when I was I'd... in the bottom, dude, when I was, was in the bottom, good. I was like, oh my god. Like I did. I should have like thought more about that for like, geez. Uh...
1: Yeah, like when I was there, like I was just like classic, like, hey, Craig, drop in on it because I want to see like if you'll eat shit, whether or not – if I can do it or not, you know?
0: Yeah, you're sending in the test dummy.
1: If you eat shit, then I know I'm not going to be able to do it. But if you do it, maybe there's a chance for me. Anyway, so he dropped in and he was flown and stuff, looked nice. And uh, he got out and I was like, yeah, never mind. I don't want to do it. And then I th- I think gang we gang was like, oh, yeah, I'll go in and stuff. I mean, like, he walked in and stuff. Cause, I mean, obviously dropping out on that is no joke, you know. Craig having a lot more experience in, like, bowl transition riding like that. Like, even, I mean, I didn't want to drop in and out at all. But, yeah, that gang was in there flown around. And then, obviously, to get out is another story, you know. So, like, yeah, had to gang through his bike up, had to help him out. <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, I was just also having like ridden for maybe two hours previous to that. I was like, I'm pretty tired to just like deal with this whole bull thing. And I just didn't see the point, just because it was, I feel like it's maybe cool for like five minutes. And then it gets old, it's like not know, like not having the experience or knowing really how to like air the fucking deep end or anything like that. It's like you just go in there to pump, and then that's it.
0: Yeah, it takes a lot out of you.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I pitched
0: out on that one. It's kind of funny with with Craig, our friend Craig Passero. Um, he has like a past life as like a trail and transition <laughs> rider. And, like, we forget because we only really ride street with him for, like, years now. And we'll go to, like, a park with, like, a big bowl or something, and he can, like, rip it really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, I was just watching him the whole time, basically. Just like, fuck, how do you do that?
0: Yeah, it's wild. But One like, time we like went you said, to... All... It just got years on it. Yeah, we went to the Exit 48 trails, rest in peace. Like once or twice when it was still running, and uh, I was like sweating doing anything there. And Craig literally just like jumped into the session and was like yeah. ripping the main line. And I was just like, "Wow, trail guy!" That. That. That's wild.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't do so.
0: Trails. Eh, I think you could you could survive if you had to. You have bike survive,
1: trail. but it's like. Yeah. I just feel like I don't know to it's to just not natural stuff either. and to like not have breaks. I just feel like it's a death sentence. For me at least.
0: Yeah, so actually last weekend, uh, our buddy Johnny Nemsek had like a little bit of a birthday jam kind of get together at his new house. And uh he has some jumps in his backyard. He built like literally the day before. They built yeah. like
1: yeah, I, I guess sorry, it was like yeah. a
0: three a three pack of jumps with like a pretty crazy roll in on a full size like container type thing like a shipping container.
1: Yeah, almost like Swamp Fest.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know there were there were doubles, but they were like you know maybe six eight foot tall doubles, so they're they're pretty small in like trail terms. Yeah. And like I mean, my I would hit my that. first run. <sighs> Hell yeah, brother. I'd hit that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I have to. Uh, but yeah, my first run through this, like, three pack of jumps, I was, like, kind of, kind of sweating it. And then once I got through, I was like, oh, this is this is easy. Like, yeah. you just let the jump take you, and then that's it. Like,
1: right.
0: what was I worried about?
1: Yeah, I guess my main fear is just, like, not having enough speed and nose hacking or yeah i guess that i don't know
0: what's weird loop, is like
1: getting loopy and like manualing
0: yeah on the that landing. was more that's what more happened to me on the last jump cuz the last jump is a, a wooden lip and it's basically just like a kicker
1: straight up i guess it's
0: like it's kind of like a step down cuz it's right. like the jump is bigger than the landing so you could just like float your last trick over it Mm-hmm. and um yeah i I just pretty recently built up a new we the people pathfinder frame and it's got a shorter back end than i'm used to it's like a 13 flat centered back end and like the last trick on the last jump i kept doing everything to manual oh like, my god like four or five times in a row it was like you know toboggan to manual table yeah. to manual everything to manual <laughs> But I survived.
1: Dude, that's like when we were filming your bike check video at the DIY and you did that gap with like the side transfer shit and you manualed on one of them and like kind of slapped the ground.
0: Yeah, I remember? did the, like, the classic the manual loop out yeah. and it was like, pow, slap the ground.
1: Yeah, it was kind of scary.
0: But the more I ride the frame, the better it's been feeling. I oh, ju- yeah, it just it takes sick. some adjustment
1: mean, you know, obviously, like the first couple of sessions, writing what you used to to a decently shorter back end is pretty strange.
0: Yeah, it's pretty tough. Like, I decided to change it up. Pretty granted,
1: granted, totally, for this setup. everything is different. You know, it's not yeah, like literally, oh, I, the I back end up. is shorter. It's like everything is different.
0: Yeah, I switched up the whole geometry, like. Um, The frame, way shorter back end. I went with like big ass bars. Like I got the Pathfinder. I think they're like 9.15 tall, which to me is massive. So 15 offset forks, which feel pretty wild too. (laughs) But I've been getting used to it. It feels good. Yeah. I'm stoked on it. So anyway, I was thinking for this episode, since it's just you and me, we would do a little bit of a uh a history lesson, kinda just talk about how yep. long we've been riding for and how we got started. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we kinda slacked on that on the uh the intro episode. We were kinda just like, I'm Yeah sure bro, I'm sponsored. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm sponsored too, sick, high five, it's like <laughs> we didn't really we didn't really talk about ourselves as uh as riders in the yeah. early days. True. And, uh, just on, on the theme of, uh, having guests on and whatnot, I think the plan is to do every other episode. We're gonna have, like, a guest come on and just hang out, catch up with them, sort of thing. Yeah. So, anyway, do you want to start with your, uh, your bit of history? Because I don't, I don't even know your story, truly, when you started writing.
1: (laughs) My story. What is my story? Um... I mean, uh, I had a friend back in the day who, like, we were friends and then kind of like, got, got out of touch and went with, like, different groups of people and stuff. And I remember this was, like, I guess uh, the beginning of YouTube and stuff. And, like, I remember coming across a video of him. I think like I might talk this, about this in the first podcast, but I don't know. But I came across a video of him just doing like a it was like a 4 second clip of him doing like a flat 180 on a BMX and I was like damn that was cool and then from there I kind of just like started searching more BMX videos and stuff and then obviously came across uh Billy Billy Perry's videos you know cuz he was early days of YouTube he was really on it just And obviously him being from Long Island and stuff, it was like, damn, like this kid, he lives kind of close and he's doing all this crazy shit. So like that got me interested. And then, yeah, just like my friends I grew up with and stuff, we kind of got into it. Like, you know, baby Steve, Steve Portella, uh, his brother, Matt Carl, uh, Eric Sladke, a bunch of other friends I grew up with. We got bikes and stuff and then we're just like, I mean, I was fortunate enough to like have a decent sized driveway. So like my dad would help me just build random wooden ledges in my driveway. And then like Eric ended up building a ledge that we'd ride in his driveway and his street. Baby Steve got like a, a rail, like a shitty rail made. And yeah, so we all kind of like had these little home setups, and I mean the classic. We were like fourteen, fifteen, and we would just like pedal, you know, to everyone's house, ride the shit there, like just practice flat Run one eighties, feebles, and stuff like that. And and then yeah, obviously we had the legendary CVS ledge to go to, which was the Mecca of, like, East Islip, Islip, kind of like the little surrounding towns. And after school, basically, like, you would just get home, get home from school, and go straight to CVS Ledge, like, not even talking to anyone. You just, you just knew everyone was going to be there, so you just go meet up there, and from there was, like, riding all the way to fucking Sayville to ride... I don't even know what curbs, basically. But it was just to go out and ride and pedal somewhere. And, and yeah, and then I guess, I don't, somewhere along the way, we crossed paths, you and me. And, yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah, definitely
0: at the CVS ledge.
1: Obviously at the CVS ledge, yeah. But, like, I don't even remember how we even started, like, hanging out or riding.
0: Yeah, I think I, I'll, I'll try to get into that when I give my little my little story. Yeah. But I'm curious, like, what year did you first, like, get a BMX bike?
1: My first... Do you remember? Like, my first bike that I got, like, a like, complete bike. I mean, I think I had, like... I don't know where I got it, but it was, like, a... Random, random ass like GT bike it was pretty shitty. At one point, I don't remember like someone gave it to me or I don't remember. But then like I remember like from what I can remember like the first time going to a bike shop with my dad to like get a BMX complete bike, went to to Saville Bike Shop and got a 2010 Verde Theory. All I red. I think I remember all, that like all, all flat red plastic seat (laughs) it was sick
0: that's amazing yeah i I do remember very briefly seeing you on that setup
1: yeah yeah so that. what do you think that that was my first complete bike and then i guess that was around the time that i was really getting into riding
0: yeah so what was that probably around like 2010 maybe 2009 even
1: yeah, probably. Yeah, probably uh, like so easily,
0: 2010. So easily something like, what is that? I'm, I'm bad at mental math. 12, 13 years ago now.
1: Yeah, something like that. A good amount of years.
0: Yeah, pretty wild. So yeah, if you're finished, I'll give you a little, little synopsis of my own. Yeah, let's hear it and i think i think they're they're going to intersect pretty soon too yeah. but you could fill in some gaps cuz my memory is fairly inconsistent when it comes to this stuff so yeah i think right around 2008 when i was like an eighth grader uh toward the end of middle school i remember really distinctly um there was a kid in my grade that had a BMX bike and I, like, didn't really care much about it. Like, I didn't really notice it. But yeah. then one day, I saw this kid. I think his name was Eric something. Um, I saw him hop up onto a picnic table in front of the school. <laughs> and it, like, blew my mind. Like, I was like, how did he do that? That was yeah. the craziest shit I've ever seen. And then after that point, I was kind of like, I want to do that. Like, I, I want to get a BMX bike. And- yeah. Learn how to like to jump it basically. So my first bike I got from my dad actually it was a a specialized Fat Boy because he had like taken it into uh around to like skate parks like we used to go camping and yeah. there was always like a weirdly like a skate park nearby and he would just like tool around on it like he didn't really ride but a friend of his like a childhood friend of his used to ride so. He's just had BMX bikes to cruise on over the years. Mm-hmm. So I got his bike just to, to like just to get get on something. And it was like a behemoth. It had fourteen millimeter solid axles, front and yeah. rear, forty eight hole rims. Um, it was it basically looked like a Matt Hoffman bike. Front and rear brakes. Yeah. Um it it literally it must have weighed like forty pounds, like. And me I being yeah. a fairly scrawny, like, 8th, ninth grader, like, the best I could do was, like, launch it over some X-Factor ramps set up yep. in the yard. Like, yep. it was pretty limiting. So, my first real BMX bike came a couple years later than that. Like, I think maybe, I think I had it in ninth grade. So, I remember taking it from my house to ride to high school. And that was a hard... Haro, like trail something i don't remember the exact model but i yeah. also got the bike from sayville bike works same thing and uh yeah from there that's when i started you know finding out about other local shops and spots and yeah. uh, that led me to the east isla bike shop you know looking at parts right. there and yeah. upgrading stuff and that's when i found out about the East Lip scene based out of the uh, the legendary CVS ledge. Yeah. Which uh, the CVS ledge was, seriously, even now it would be an amazing I spot. fucking
1: missed, like, actually, speaking of, like, my friend Eric, who I mentioned earlier, he sent me a picture the other day of him because he, he lives close by, so he was, like, skating past it and sent me a photo of it and just still, like, to this day. Like, if that place is around, forget it.
0: Yeah, it was basically, like, our local skate park, and it was, like, a loading dock behind a CVS with, like, this big, empty parking lot, basically, and it had, like, three different spots sort of all at one. Like, it yeah. had it had a coping ledge with, like, a kink in it, and it technically, it had two endings. The one ending was, like, the good side that went, like, straight off to, yeah. like, the the parking lot exit. But it had, like, this, I guess, if you measured it from the inside, it was, like, maybe, like, 120, 130 degree kink in it. So you could do, like, grind to grind kind of things. Yeah. The spot also had this, like, sort of little ramp bump jump that they would, like, they'd we'll set the bump up. Jump. So you could load, yeah, the bump jump was a very, very key feature of the CVS. Yeah, um, and then it also had like a manual pad extension that like stuck off Ugh. the side of the ledge and the whole thing had coping on it there was also a low side that was like it didn't have endings but you could still like kind of do like the ride on feeble linear. yeah yeah and dude we would just like we would spend hours and hours there like it was it I was mean, just all day place.
1: all day and like it, it was at a CVS, so like you get thirsty, you go inside to get a fucking Arizona for a dollar, and you just go go back to the spot and then just enjoy, relax, and then fucking ride again.
0: Dude, I'm stoked I, you mentioned wow. that because I wrote down that I wanted to mention the amount of Arizonas we consumed during <laughs> those days. Like it was it was literally like a couple a day at least, like we had a problem.
1: Well, I think at the time, like, I mean, CVS had, like, a deal. Like, you could maybe get two for a dollar or something. Yeah,
0: it was two like, for a dollar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, obviously, you would fucking get it. Like, being a kid and having no money, like, obviously, I'm going to get a two, fucking two Arizona's. Like, and especially, like, in the summer, it's just being so hot and stuff. Like, you would just go through them like nothing. And it was at the spot. You just walked to the front get it and walk to the back
0: yeah it was like the perfect setup it it started to be a pain because we used to get kicked out by the uh by the local cop in the area he made it his like his life's mission to like try to kick us out of cvs all the time uh i think he was his car number was 308 right 308 do you remember 308 dude he used to we used to like literally get chased by him through like neighborhoods yeah. and thought we were like the biggest badasses like running from the cops. Well really he was probably just like laughing. Like he did was not sure, take yeah. it that seriously.
1: I remember I remember one day he came and like I forgot like I think maybe I didn't realize. Like everyone started like already pedaling away and I was like a little bit like lagged. I was like, What's where's everyone going? And then I realized he was there, so I, like, tried to get, like, right away. And then he, like, caught up to me. He's was like, all right, stop, stop, stop. And then, like, this was, like, a, kind of in that driveway part. So, like, you could see me from, like, Boston Market. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, and uh, like, I had a backpack, and he, like, took my bag and started, like, looking at it and stuff. And I just remember, like... I don't even remember what he was saying. like. What do you do? Like, you know, you can't be here, just like the classic. But then he's like, Oh, give me your bag. And then he took my bag and started, it's like, I got fucking tools in there, guy. And, but yeah, it was, it got bad once he started giving tickets because it was like that for like a good maybe two years, a year, I don't know, of like having to run from the cop. Like, I forgot yeah, how, long was it, like, like how long it was on, from there, like, to how he was kind of consistently going there to kick us out to the point where he actually started writing tickets.
0: Yeah, there was at least a summer where, like, CVS was kind of off limits, and we yeah. had to, like, venture out and find other spots. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy to think back, because we used to pedal, like, so far, like...
1: Dude, yeah, like I was saying before, like, pedaling to fucking Saville for... I mean, there was not much there. You know, like a tall ledge, maybe some like manual pads. At the time, yeah, there was actually, a, that DRY.
0: But let, let's be honest, Savo was pretty stacked at the time. I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess at the, time, spots.
1: at the time, at the time, I'm sorry, I guess it was kind of like I mean, yeah, it was good, and especially like you kind of making a mission to go there, it made it even more like, oh, these spots are so different, and like pedal all the way here. But yeah, I don't know. I guess at the time it was good.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy because at the time anything larger than like a curb (laughs) drop was a spot. Like that was you could film a clip on it. It was like oh, like a one eighty off this. Yeah, it's clip. Like that's how we that's how we lived our lives
1: and then a few months later like oh i could actually go back and three that ledge i (laughs) 180
0: yeah yeah that was always the like the the next step (laughs) yeah the upgrade uh and i should mention sayville is like it's at least two or three towns over on like suburban long island so that's a long pedal i mean like trying to do the math it's at least three four miles maybe
1: I would say more maybe, you know.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think 5 is is a safe estimate. It, it's a pretty good pedal especially when you're like
1: on a fucking BMX bike. you're
0: 16 on a BMX bike yeah, and your your mom doesn't know where you are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like the other side of the world.
1: Yeah. Pretty much.
0: So yeah, I uh I also just wanted to mention the C V S Ledge and the East Isle Bike Depot is how we met our buddy Toad, who was like the ringleader, Toad. the filmer. Like yeah. Toad was like the man. He was like the loudmouth, obnoxious, like dude in the crew. Like always yeah. instigating, like giving people nicknames and like talking shit on everyone. Like Toad was awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, I mean like when I was starting, he was another one too I would see on YouTube like threeing off of the high ledge, like the high part of CVS, and like it's like, whoa. Like what the fuck?
0: Yeah, so Toad went to And he made threes look really good too. Uh yeah. So Toad, his uh his full name was Billy Helmsorg. So now you see why he was called Toad. Um he was like homies with the guy who was running Bike Depot at the time. So like he would film little projects to like promote the bike shop. And uh he was basically like the crew filmer and editor. So he was kinda mm-hmm. like the dude to talk to if you wanted to like get some clips and like get into his videos. And that's sort of how I got into filming at least. Like I didn't know anything about filming or editing and he was sort of the one that Told me, you know, get a little camcorder. You get the clip-on fisheye, like yeah, because that was like
1: your, tour. I guess, crew from the start. No,
0: yeah, that was that was my intro to riding. I think I got linked up with them through a kid who went to my high school. Our uh, mm-hmm. our buddy Kevin Showman. Shulman. So yeah, he was like he started riding before me, and he. I mean, had also him. you had
1: you had Stelter in your school, no.
0: Yeah, I think I met with the Stelters after. Because, dude, I knew Kevin Shulman from doing karate. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) As like, you know, when I was like 13 or something, 12, like really, really young. Yeah. So Kevin Shulman was like my my contact that got me in to Bike Depot and like starting to ride with that crew. And those dudes were like, you know, I kind of feel like I got started with BMX a little late. Because, like, all those dudes were, like, doing threes and, like, full yeah. cabs. And, like, some of them were doing, like, bar spins and stuff. And, like, yeah. I yeah, was still learning really how to, like, feeble grind. Like, I yes. was, dude, starting from, like, square one. So, I felt like I was always playing catch-up, riding with them. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, um, he's put out a bunch of cool videos over the years that, like, I still go back and revisit now and again. think my
1: fate... Like, my favorite one was the, uh, I think it was, might have been 2010, like, summer, like, summer edit, end of summer edit, some shit like that.
0: No, I think I know the one. Are you talking you know, about the spring break edit? Uh, no, I don't think it was spring that's, break. That's I, think awesome
1: it, I think it was summer edit.
0: Yeah, we'll have to go back and revisit them later.
1: Yeah, I think it was Summer Edit, but yeah, those videos I remember, yeah, Summer 2010 is the name of the video.
0: Yeah, so that's 11 Billy, years ago now. Billy
1: Helmsorg Summer Edit on YouTube for anyone interested.
0: Yep, and then I had like my first proper edit also come out in 2010. Um, was that the just, da
1: Streets one?
0: Yes, yeah, so there was like there's a blog by uh by our like mutual friend from the city. Uh dude, I can never remember his actual name because he was always B Piff to me. Right. I think his name is Marcus, right? Is that true? Sounds right. Blake Blake Piffington was like his I think his name on Instagram. Mm. But he was like an older dude and from the city. And he was like linked up with like you know some of the kind of legendary city riders, like uh, Muffin Man, mm-hmm. and like even like Tyrone and like those guys. Yeah. So to me, he was like the most legit. So to get an edit on his like blog at the time was like pretty pretty rad. Yeah. And in that edit, I think it's I think it's called Justin Kobely Dasri's edit on yeah. YouTube. Uh, I, there's footage of my first handrail, which is pretty cool, but that's still. Is
1: that the Ducks one?
0: The Ducks stadium. Yeah. The handrail. Classic. And just, just a funny story from that. Uh, I spent, dude, probably like 45 minutes running up to that thing, just looking at it. And the run up was kind of weird because I think it was like. Was there like a bump? yeah it was brick and then it was like a bump down where the concrete yeah. step started, so it didn't have good run up and I think it was like a six stair rail, so to me it was like a a big handrail like yeah, it was, it was scary and uh all of our homies were there watching as I was like running up to it and another like loudmouth in the crew our our buddy Frankie Ace, I remember right. very distinctly frank he was like he's not gonna do it he's a little (laughs) bitch like he's he's fucking let's go guys and he like turned around to leave and i was like fuck you buddy i'm gonna do it right (laughs) here and i just sent it and first try grinded the rail through the kink and got the clip
1: that's amazing
0: and then of course we went to um what was it called out of the park burger across the street at the um at the big shopping center in Central yeah. Islip. So that's that's a day I'll always remember.
1: That's funny. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I don't think you were there that day. That might have no, been like... I mean,
1: I, I don't even think I was riding with you at that point.
0: Yeah, so, so we kind of had like separate crews, right? Like I was with... Let's see if I can remember. Toad, Kevin Shulman,
1: yeah. Eric
0: Stelter. Uh, I don't even know if his brother, Jason... Had, like, linked up. Yeah. He had a younger brother who got into riding later. Uh, who yeah, else? There was Frankie. Well,
1: because you guys are older, too. So, like, I kind of just had my crew of, like, you know, all my friends I grew up with and stuff. Like, kids from – that I go to school with and shit. And, like, I mean, for the most part, we were kind of just, like, fucking around – filming shit in our driveways or at cvs nothing too serious and and yeah like i said I, i guess i mean i guess we started riding together once people from both of our crews kind of started parting ways with riding
0: yeah i feel like your crew with like baby steve portella and matt carl they sort of like i guess they started like getting into like high school partying and like you know probably starting to get cars at this point so they were starting to like fade out from riding and you were kind of like on your own and uh you kind of merged with our little crew
1: yeah i mean yeah i think like i mean from the crew i guess i would say i was the more i mean obsessed with it and like motivated to just keep riding
0: well, let's be honest you you were the best in the crew <laughs> as like 15 16 year olds you you were the one with the most promising riding riding future
1: I don't know <laughs> but yeah like you said like you know my crew kind of started to dwindle and then And then, yeah, I don't know on your end, like, you know, how your crew was. But then I guess we kind of, like, would maybe see each other at CVS and then kind of like, oh, yeah, we should ride. You know, like, kind of realizing that, like, maybe we were there alone or something. I don't even know.
0: Yeah, I feel like the the separate crews, they all kind of came together at CVS. And it yeah. was, like, it was kind of like a skate park session where there's, like, you know, True, yeah. multiple different I mean, people there. There were, Dude, it, th- that spot, there dude, would be, like, 20, 25 people there at a session. a good like, day, yeah. It was yeah, crazy.
1: At, at least, yeah.
0: I don't even think we ever, like, planned to ride there. Like, you would just show up exactly. and there's a session. That's what,
1: that, yeah, that's what I was saying before. You would just show up and it was a guarantee
0: someone was going to be there. And, like, it was a legit enough spot that, like, people from other towns around there would actually come through like you would get to see like riders yeah. from sayville and patchog and like even yep. some people from you know west of there like billy perry had some og clips there
1: Yep. well he filmed there when we at bike depot east had the premium jam i think it was the premium jam and then i think billy went there and filmed some shit That's also funny. Just like, I guess that was more of a thing back in the day, like the having a team come to the the local bike shop.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was like much more of a prominent way for companies to like promote their brand. Also,
1: just now thinking about it, like just a random town on Long Island, like East Islip, I don't know, and Premium came and Kink came.
0: Well, I think, I think premium and kink, it kind of made sense because premium, the team, dude, so that was a crazy jam because I think that the premium team was Chad Curley, yep. Sean Rickeni, Foley, and Dan Foley. Yeah. Those, those were like the three that came to our yeah. shop. And I think they all were based out of the East coast at the time.
1: True. Yeah. No, and yeah. I, it makes sense. I think.
0: I think their filmer and, like, TM was Terrell Gordy, who was also, like, East Coast, like, North Carolina-type okay. dude, maybe. Hmm. So I think it was just not that crazy for them to come yeah. to, uh, like, they probably went to, like, a shop in the city. And then they're like, oh, we'll go to this little shitty shop in on Long Island, too. <laughs> like, you know, it's like an hour out of the city, so.
1: Oh, so just, like, what we had to ride during the jam was hilarious.
0: Yeah, so Do Toad actually filmed was? a Dude, Toad filmed the video. Uh, I don't remember the exact setup, but it was like some kind of weird. It was like like a a little, like
1: a little kicker ramp to a kind of manual pad into dirt.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it.
1: (laughs) In the back of the shop, and it it was so funny. Granted, though, like from the premium jam to like the kink jam, like it was stepped up quite a bit.
0: Yeah, dude, the King Jam was crazy because that was, like, their full pro team must have been, like, doing a shop tour. Yeah, and Sexton
1: was there, Hamlin, who else? Dude, Gabe Brooks
0: was there. Gabe Rest Brooks, Rest in peace. Yeah. Damn, that's um, crazy. I think, I want to say, like, Aaron Smith was probably there, too. Dude, I actually... Probably. It's wild I have, I have, I have the, the poster. Yeah. Dude, I have it on my wall right now. That was kink east coast tour 2011
1: that's amazing
0: and i have chris doyle's signature i have sean sexton i have aaron Doyle, smith yeah. tony hamlin daryl taco casey badger and gabe brooks damn so that shit's gonna be worth money someday hit me up if <laughs> you uh, want to make an offer
1: <laughs>
0: starting that's at thousand
1: dollars i think i have mine Somewhere in my room. Also with a good amount of signatures.
0: Hell yeah, mine's worth more though. Don't don't listen to him.
1: But yeah, that was, like I remember, like that jam. For example, we had a, uh, like an actual ledge. That I don't know where it came from. Someone built it. I forget who. I think it might have been uh Like a, kind of like the shop ledge, you remember where I saw? It? it like didn't have sides; it was just kind of like two by fours. Like
0: I'm pretty sure Frankie built it because he was like kind of working right. at the shop, yeah, yeah. even though he was like a younger kid. Yeah, that but it was be. like it was a weird ledge because it was like maybe two or three feet tall. Yeah, like, it, it was too big for our like amateur asses to ride at the time. Like I
1: mean, maybe like. I don't even know. I probably like double pegged it maybe. Yeah. Probably a, probably a lie. I probably didn't even write. I was just watching.
0: I remember Gabe Brooks did a Superman off of it. Yeah. And like fucking blew my mind. Like I was just yep. like, holy shit. This guy's like a superhero.
1: Yeah, that jam was cool.
0: I think those those were the two big jams we had out of East Slip. I think like Bike Depot. I think or... those
1: were the only two jams that we ever had in East Ice Because then the rest and were tri- out of uh uh patchog right?
0: Yeah. So the the other big one there was a uh, a cult jam back in the day.
1: Cult jam, yeah.
0: That was when our homie Grand Germain was like starting to get on to cult. I think. So like he was kind of tight with like some of the cult I mean, dudes, and we didn't know anybody then.
1: I don't even know. Like at that point, was I like riding with? I, like I don't think I, I don't know, like what year was that?
0: God, I want to say it was a little bit later than like the Kink Jam, because at that Cause, point I was already friends with like Billy Perry and Grant right. Germain and Billy Malcolmes, yeah. and like I want to say at that point I wasn't, I was just
1: maybe riding with you, but I wasn't. I don't think I knew Billy or any of them at that point
0: yeah yeah i think later on like we all kind of got linked up through huntington skate park yeah that was sort of like the next home base like we really started i didn't ride a skate park for like a couple years like i remember going to huntington and being like so confused by how to like ride transition yeah like Like, everybody was, like, doing, like, fly-out tricks and stuff, and, like, I was just, like, riding the the flat bottom, riding the ledge, like.
1: Yeah. I mean, we were fortunate to have Huntington because it was relatively close to us, and, I mean, like you said, like you, I'd never really ridden skate parks like that, so to have it relatively close where, at the time, my parents wouldn't mind dropping me off or whatever it was nice to have that and just get used to riding stuff like that
0: yeah i feel like once hunts became sort of like our local skate park which it still was like 15 20 minutes away so it's not like in our backyards or anything but once we started going to hunts that was like when our riding finally like progressed beyond just like 360ing off stuff and 180ing yeah. and like yeah. the flat ground tricks for sure like uh I wanna say like those edits we referenced, like two thousand ten, I think yours was two thousand eleven with um yeah, I just wanted to to mention you had a video called Austin Mazer split edit in two thousand eleven. With baby Steve. And, dude just just a couple highlights from that uh <laughs> you did a flat toboggan. That's probably the most dipped toboggan I've ever seen in my life. Like, (laughs) you. Probably dipped in the the, wrong way. You 360'd the, the, like, mental hospital, like, loading dock drop into grass. Into grass, yeah. And then immediately screamed, I can't see. No,
1: that was Baby Steve.
0: That was Baby Steve? Okay, so then you immediately ABD'd Baby Steve in a separate clip. You didn't do it in a train. It wasn't like a party train. No, he no. did the three. Yeah. And then a later clip, you did the three in the same video. Obviously, yeah. Uh, just there's some random B-roll of the moon for way too long.
1: The It was like the moon. There was one of uh,
0: the there's bridge the corner. over
1: over Sunrise Highway. Yes. He, see what, he was trying to get artsy, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, he, he was he was working on his uh his directorial resume yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Just one more thing, you did probably the longest ice pick I've ever seen on a uh, on a flat uh, rail. On a... <laughs> you literally jump at the end of it and you just nick your peg, and there was... <laughs> that's the whole clip.
1: <laughs> there was no like. It was too short to even like sit and like lock into an, I, I like, I just jumped and just tapped it with the back peg.
0: Yeah. But yeah, exactly. that, that was a clip. That was a clip. Honestly, it, I don't, I wasn't there, but it was probably like the day that you learned ice picks to be fair. So yeah. like.
1: No, hundred uh, percent. That was probably the first time I like thought about or even tried doing something like that. So I just like, all right, I'm just going to send it. And I just like <laughs> wrote pretty fast. I probably missed it a, a few times, like that's how little of the rail that I did. And then I nicked it, and I was like, "There's the clip." Did it?
0: It's funny, like how low the standards on clips were at the time, <laughs> like because like we it. we didn't really watch that many videos at the time. Like web edits yeah. were like kind of becoming really popular then, and like we didn't really we weren't trying to like hang with any sort of like sponsor? I just program. feel like at, like that, we're just at doing that time our own you're thing.
1: just like yeah. At that like at that stage you're kinda of just doing your own thing and you're just filming shit that you that you wanna do, like that you feel like you could do. I don't know.
0: You're just we're like just in like your own little world. Yeah. Yeah, we're just exactly. documenting our own progression without really yeah. like trying to um to really impress anyone.
1: yeah so it's yeah nice. That, I, I, it's nice to i mean you don't have any influence of like oh i want to do this because of this It's like kind of went out and you just did whatever you wanted to do just because you felt like it
0: yeah i think all the tricks that i did were influenced just by other people i was riding with exactly so yeah like, it
1: was just influenced all like all of our group just like going to cvs seeing someone do this and just like just influence of, like, riding with everyone that we would.
0: Yep. So then, uh, you pulled up the video, uh, before we started recording. The first edit we filmed together wasn't too much longer after this Austin Mazur split edit.
1: I think we said it was six months, approximately. At least publishing date on YouTube.
0: Yeah, and at the time, like... We were pretty good with like the turnaround time of editing. Like it was easy. Like we would just I mean yeah you go to like
1: Sony Vegas at the time. Nah
0: dude, we didn't even have Sony Vegas. We had Windows Movie Maker. Windows yeah. I'm pretty sure I was on Movie Maker in the early days.
1: I mean at that time it was probably Movie Maker, yeah.
0: For sure. But yeah, I filmed an edit with you on some sort of Sony camcorder with Literally a clip on fisheye. Yeah. And uh, the classic didn't know how to turn off steady shot, so the vignetting is like
1: just all over the place.
0: It's just like, yeah, oscillating. Driving you crazy the whole time. But we didn't care.
1: No.
0: And that edit, I would just regret not mentioning. The most legendary Ender clip of all time. (laughs) Do you wanna do you wanna share this this legendary moment with the world?
1: I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like So the clip is a one eighty smith cab bar, which at the time I was doing random bar spins flack round kind of like off ledges, like not even really that consistent with them like i was still kind of in the process of like getting comfortable and like learning them and so like i ride shit footed so like i spun into it with my right foot spinning right and grinding on my left smith and i bar spin normally you know with my front hand front foot whatever so the trick was a 1A Smith to like topside half-cab bar spin. And I really can't even tell you why I thought of it, how I thought of it, why I thought I could do it. I, I, I don't even know.
0: Yeah, this clip like stands alone in uh, in our little history books because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense how it <laughs> happened or how you landed it. It's just the most bizarre thing. Because you were not at all qualified to do any sort of varsity combos. Exactly,
1: that's what I'm saying. I don't even know how I got to that point of like trying it, thinking I could do it, anything like that.
0: And it was on the CVS ledge, which was like an actual ledge. It wasn't like a curb spot, like it was, you know, a few inches above peg height. So it was, it was a real spot. But yeah, that's, that's probably one of my favorite clips I've ever filmed of you. Truthfully. First
1: and only time I've ever done that trick.
0: You're going to have to do another one, like maybe to start a line or something at some point, just to like pay homage to that. Yeah. Because you still got the the 180 Smith moves and stuff like that. Like,
1: I mean, I was fucking around with 180 Smiths earlier today, so.
0: Okay, so it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm
1: gearing up for it. Yeah, I'm happy I have that clip. At least now, like, since CVS has been rendered unrideable after they welded fucking metal beams everywhere onto the ledge and shit, so to have my greatest clip I've ever filmed in my life be filmed at CVS.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, because CVS went through, like, a couple changes, like... Do you remember they fully, like, caution taped off the whole thing?
1: Do you remember when they just, like, had the budget trucks there?
0: Yeah. But at one point, the, like, spot was under construction. And we were like, oh, shit. It's, like, it's done. And then they just repaved the ground. And they just made the ledge lower.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So we, like, we had CVS back. And it just... Made tricks kind of easier. Like it wasn't even. It's was like a problem. damn. This
1: this ground is so much better to ride on and to like film
0: on. They kind of hooked us up. Yeah, it was like proper yeah. asphalt. And um, sadly, you know, probably a year, two years after that, they just fully just like welded a guardrail around the whole perimeter of the yeah. dock. So it's completely unrideable. The 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 stupid guardrail is welded right onto the coping of the ledge
1: it's just crazy that like they didn't go and like put grind stops or anything. like they full-on welded like fucking railings onto the spot
0: yeah in a way it's still a spot like i filmed like an instagram but clip it's there
1: but it's fucking tall
0: it's yeah it's like maybe bar height like i want to film like an actual clip there at some point if i ever have a filmer with me at the, yeah. the cbs ledge like that's just such a, a weird because yeah. i situation mean there's nothing else around there from. so yeah but i'm trying to uh, to get a uh another clip there just for posterity's sake
1: yeah and you know like you can't grind the the rails either because they're like the posts are kind of welded to the side of it you know to like the top yeah. of the
0: so it has like the vertical they just they
1: just fucked it up, and all up. Sorts. yeah
0: yeah and like every everywhere that there's a vertical column the the horizontal part of it is lower so yeah. it's like you could like double peg stall it but you couldn't slide because you you'd hit yeah the post yeah. so but well, you think. could jump over him. Like I did like I think bump yeah, jump bar. Yeah, because that's really spin. fun. I did bump jump bar up the little the bump spot and then just hopped over the um the guardrail. Into traffic from the um so they added what kind that's of drive through they pharmacy. Added, they added a drive through pharmacy right where the landing from like the ledge goes. Yeah. So that sort of put a put a major damper on the spot. I want it back. But yeah, many, many fond memories at CVS.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so to, to have my 1A Smith bar clip be filmed there makes me at least a little bit happy.
0: So, I mean, that's basically the equivalent of El Toro in our yeah. local community. I mean, so basically,
1: like... I didn't need to film anything else after that.
0: No nah, Just because I'd like, already done my life banger. That. No. Yeah, that was a proper life banger, even though you didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, any other uh any other points you wanna add about our little history lesson we've been going through.
1: It's too much.
0: I think I think we covered covered a pretty pretty yeah. widespread. I mean we could get into it later how we met up with like craig and like the whammo crew kind of thing yeah but maybe what when we have craig come on we'll get into that oh, yeah, stuff. yeah for sure because i don't think i don't think craig wants to like be interviewed or anything and i don't blame him <laughs> but we'll just we'll have him on and we'll hang out and we'll talk about how yeah. we all met each other and that type of shit yeah So anyway, um, I think it's probably a good time to uh, call it a day. We're a bit over an hour in, and we kind of came into this one with not much of a uh, a plan. Yeah, so I'd say Reminisced a bit. Yeah, I hope hopefully, uh, people will still be somewhat interested and at least <laughs> believe that uh, we're qualified to uh, talk about BMX on the internet for some reason. Yeah. So yeah, it's been fun, Austin. Thank you for uh, for coming on again, hanging of out. Course. Whoever's out there, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna try to keep this going. I'm gonna try to uh to dump some sort of episode out uh, Tuesdays. I think is gonna be
1: Tuesdays of the, the day. East day.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna record when whenever we record, and then get it out by Tuesday is the, the plan perfect so yeah we're, we're gonna have I have a pretty solid list of uh of homies that want to come on as guests. guests yeah we're gonna have some very special 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 <laughs> guests I'm gonna try not to do that because anyone that watches <laughs> the nine club is gonna be pissed that yeah, I like yeah. try to steal that bit that's that's not mine I can't claim that one So, yeah, signing off. I will talk to you later, Austin. Thank you again for coming along.
1: Yep, thank you.
0: All right, peace out. Good night, everybody.
1: Later.